T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. Podcast. Well, what a week this has been. This is Wiggins America. Of course, I'm talking about the Speaker of the House race. I guess you could call it that, or the vote that keeps happening over and over and over. If you want to be caught up, I'm, I'm assuming that you are, just because you're tuned in here on the weekend of 97.1. But most of America, I don't know, had a vague understanding that something was going on this week. But this isn't the kind of thing that affects everybody's life in such a way as an election does, a presidential election or even a midterm election. So many people probably don't even know that this was happening. <clears throat> Good on you for uh, being involved. So I'm going to give you all the updates. And if you weren't watching live Friday night, my gosh, that was some drama. I do want to tell you about that because, I mean, it's just interesting. But then I do want to get into also the more important stuff of what this means for governing the country which is why you're here and why you're interested. So let's dive in to maybe what you missed Friday night if you weren't watching the TV. Now, this wasn't one that you could listen to at all because as the chamber is full of all the representatives there in the House, uh, when they step to the mic, you can hear what they're talking about. When they're not on mic, you can't really hear what's going on. And we had what I would consider to be a back room moment happened front of stage. It was almost refreshing to watch some of this happen because you think this is actually what you're supposed to be doing right here in front of America for everybody to see. But you, we don't see that. We get so much polished politics. It's one of the reasons people love Donald Trump so much because he was not politics as usual. This was not politics as usual. There was a scene in between the 14th and 15th vote on Friday night where Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert are sitting together. Now, they look like they are going to do whatever the other one's going to do. And probably um, by the look of things, by people addressing the both of them, they were talking more to Matt Gates than they were to Lauren Boebert. It looked like she was going to do whatever he did. He, <clears throat> in that first vote, well, first, the 14th vote, voted present. Apparently, he was not, <laughs> he, he hadn't indicated that he and Lauren Boebert were going to do that, and you had the total of the still the six of them, you know, because we originally had 20 to 21 that were defecting. Well, 14 of them, I would call them the Chip Roy caucus, who had very specific demands, um, they switched over because they got their demands met. That's actually what we're going to talk about here in a minute as far as governing the country. 
But first, in between the two votes, so the 14th, where you still had six holdouts, Gates and Boebert voted present. And then you still had four who voted for other candidates. That means that at that moment, and Kevin McCarthy was realizing this live, so somebody didn't do what he had thought they were going to do there. And we assume by what happened next that this was Matt Gates or Lauren Boebert or both of them. He walked up, and you hadn't seen this happen at all. And this is what's so neat watching it happen right there because it's not polished. He walks up to where Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert are sitting there, and they're basically just sitting there like, what? What are you going to do about it? And he personally says something to them. And he is a pretty mild-mannered guy. But for him, he looked like he was getting pretty heated, which is, for him, you know, like an eyebrow raised, the people's eyebrow. So he starts talking to them. Matt Gates looks like he isn't budging on anything. Lauren Boebert's not saying anything. But then an aide walks up, and from the angle that I'm watching it, I couldn't see if Matt Gates turns, but he, Matt Gates starts pointing and yelling something at either Kevin McCarthy or this aide that's standing next to him. Kevin McCarthy basically goes, fine, walks away, done, looks totally dejected. And on camera, that's not what they do. I urge you to see this moment because it's real. <clears throat> it's just real. You don't see politics that's real. So that happened. Then the moment the camera shift away, apparently this guy, Mike Rogers, which who's that? He's a Republican from who knows where, some random house member, took a lunge, like took a swing <clears throat> at Matt Gates, and had to be restrained. The guy was apparently trying to punch Matt Gates in the face. I heard it, but the camera had moved. It was following Kevin McCarthy as he went back to his chair. Kevin McCarthy looked dejected. He sat back down. Somebody said something to him. He got that smile back on, and he started doing his Kevin McCarthy thing again. But there for about 30 seconds, it was high drama, backstage stuff happening front of house. So that's the drama. Now... What does that mean? Well, here's the the content of what we got. And I really give Chip Roy and that whole little like Freedom Caucus within the Freedom Caucus credit here because they pointed something out that we hadn't seen before. Remember when Trump came on the scene, it was like, we need to be paying <clears throat> closer attention to China. And everybody at the same time said, oh, yes, apparently we do. And even Democrats agree. They wouldn't say so, but they agreed. And they still do. And we all kind of took that and went, oh, he's talking about an issue that we should be thinking about. And a few other things. This was one of those moments for the country, I believe, where the House Speaker had become so powerful, mainly Nancy Pelosi, but not just Nancy Pelosi. Republicans, too. It becomes so powerful that your elected representatives really were just placeholders to elect a leader. And this is something that happened right under our noses that we didn't even see happening until now. And that's why this has been such a good process. For those holdouts, man, they were under so much pressure from the media, certainly from the leftist media, well, although they just love chaos when it's Republicans, but from even right-leaning media to get on board. Right-leaning media has been all over the place on this. Depending on who you listen to, they had very different opinions on whether they should get on board with McCarthy or they were glad about the holdouts. Ultimately, I do believe that the majority of the Republican side 
maybe even Democrat side, saw what this little group of not 20, because that would include the Gateses that I don't even really know what their purpose was other than just they didn't like McCarthy. But this Chip Roy caucus of maybe 14, 15 people, they had specific demands. And it was to make the speaker less powerful and return power back to the individual members. Now that that's happened, wait for the next time a spending bill comes up. That'll be September. A lot between now and then. But that is where you will really see this happen. All right. We'll take a break right there. More Wiggins America ahead. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You know how I like to talk about issues that are not even close to top of mind, right? Because that's what you want. That's what you want is what people are talking about. You want to steer clear of that. So in this segment... We're not going to talk at all about the Speaker of the House, which is the big news of the week. We already did that anyway. We're going to talk about something that is not even close to being on your radar, but should be. This is why you tune in to Wiggins America. You can get the other stuff by just watching Fox News. You can get the other stuff by, by listening to the news. But with Wiggins America, you're not going to find out what the fertility rates are. And the fertility rate leads into all kinds of other issues. I'm going to talk about Bill Gates, actually, and not the fertility rate necessarily concerning him and his fertility rate. That's not what I mean at all. Uh, I'm going to talk about him and population and and all of those things that are now associated with the name Bill Gates, oddly. He's he's made his own grave. He's made his own bed. He's going to sleep in it. Um, But before we get there, saw some really interesting stats. Now, at the end of 2022... It is official now. The world population has crossed 8 billion, and it just crossed 7 billion in 2011. So you'd think, and what they said is every 12 years since the 60s, it's it's adding roughly a billion people, or that was the projection. And that's basically been true. The problem is that the birth rate is dropping in not every country, but in almost every country, 
<clears throat> and another big news item, and this, this affects all geopolitics and things, we've been focused on domestic issues, and we do a lot, of course, because we're here. We're in the United States. It's not just stuff that affects us, and that's why we're talking about it, but it's stuff that affects everybody because the United States sneezes and the world catches a cold. That's the saying, right? So if something's happening here, it's happening everywhere. Well, get this. In China, the birth rate per woman has dropped to 1.28. That is one of the lowest birth rates in the world. And at the rate that it's going, and these are these are facts that I'm sharing, you know, you can look them up for yourself, but I find them fascinating and it's really hard to do the math yourself. So I'm trusting these facts when I read them. But at this rate, China's population under 40 will be half of what it is now within 20 years. That's saying a lot. That means that China's future is actually rather bleak. Now, if you want to know where we stand in regards to that, the USA's birth rate is at about 1.64, 1.7, right in there, per woman. Now, that's that's not high either, but it's much higher than China, 1.28. This has already happened in countries like Japan and like Russia, where the birth rate is even lower than ours. It's not quite what it is in China's, but China, they, they call this the Japanification of the world because this is happening and this has happened over the span of decades in Japan where they have a problem with not enough babies. They don't have enough young people and it's hurting their economy. Remember the 1980s, Japan was the big threat to the economic world. Not anymore. And that, that dropped pretty quick. And part of the reason is because of population. The countries that are growing the most, glad you asked, India. And India has now surpassed China as far as population goes. That's a, that's a huge news. Uh, Indonesia, Pakistan, Nigeria, Bangladesh. These are all countries that are above two. And in some cases, like Nigeria, it's five births per woman. So there's a lot to be said there. But I just thought it was very interesting. And I wanted to pass that along as just a fact about the future. And there's so many ways to extrapolate this, especially with China, because that's where you really take notice. Uh, the birth rate's going to move around in different countries, and India is obviously just exploding. I think that might be the most populous nation in the world now is India. And they're the fifth largest economy in the world. They just passed Great Britain in that. So uh, with a fertility rate... Uh, that China's at right now, their birth rate is so far below replacement that the exi existing population bubble ages the population uh, that well, sorry, I'm reading this wrong, but the age the population will start to decline is happening pretty much right now. So they've already peaked in population. And I, I would draw a straight line between this and hope and sometimes between poverty and that's very, very interesting. The more affluent the nation, the more or the less likely they are to have a high birth rate. As China has become more affluent, their birth rate has just dropped, 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 dropped. Now, the U.S. has too, but it's been a lot slower. We still have a moderate birth rate, although not a great one. A lot of what our population growth has been is actually immigration. And right now, as you know, illegal immigration. Um, hopefully there's some silver linings to that. I mean, we'll see. But ultimately, you need a you need hope to have babies. 
And a lot of times the greatest hope seems to lie in areas that are the most poverty stricken. There's something very interesting about the human psyche there that I haven't quite put my finger on, but I wanted to mention it just because I, I wanted to get you thinking about it and maybe a dialogue going about it because I've, it's one of those that I'm like, there's something here and I'm not really sure what it is yet, but let's talk about it. If you want to reach out, I'm on Twitter at Radio Wiggins. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me at um, WigginsAmerica.com too. Lots of people do that, but Twitter's probably the easiest way, at Radio Wiggins. Let's talk about it. Still a full show, and like I said, we're going to talk about Bill Gates in a segment. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. More Wiggins America. All right, Trisha is here in studio. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Ryan. Did you know that old Roy is going to spend a good portion of the next hour with us? I heard just recently, yeah. and I'm very excited. Yeah, it's great to have him back, although you're you're not going to cross paths. No, so. I'm doing everything I can to avoid him. I understand. Nah, I'm just kidding. No, I, I really do Roy. understand that. Um, but it's good to have everybody back. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, as an Illinois resident, it's amazing how many of us here in this St. Louis broadcast station are Illinois residents. Yeah, I love that. Do you? Yeah, no, I really do because we get to do big market radio and still live at home. That's that's literally the only reason to live in Illinois mm-hmm. is that it, it if Illinois wasn't Illinois, it would be the best kept secret in St. Louis yeah. because it's so close. The cost of living is cheaper over there and not because it's Illinois, but because it's just like there's this don't cross the river thing if you grew up in Missouri. Yep. And I, I love it. It, yeah. it does feel like the worst kept secret for the folks that live over there because yeah. you're right it is cheaper i bought my house cheaper yeah. i live closer than people that live out in missouri exactly in the same type of commute's house better the, same, the commute's better and it's home well that's the reason too is for me if you're up there that's why but everything else about it <clears throat> aside from that you can get more house there for your money than you can in most of the uh, missouri suburbs is that you're trading it off for illinois politics right and I mean, everybody knows that. Even the people who I've considered in my life to be, you know, left of center, they even get to the point where they're like, mm-hmm. no, we're paying so much in property taxes and stuff that all that stuff. But I bring that up because of the Safety Act. This going into the election, <clears throat> excuse me, was it was at least one of the top, if not the top issue that Republicans were pointing out. Look, if you don't vote Republican, you're going to have this. Yeah. And the thing about this is it was jaw-dropping yes. stuff. Yes. No Even... cash bail, a special class of crimes that has been cre- uh, created. Really serious crimes yes. that were just... Left off of the list. Yeah. That, that was the problem is that you're fine with the list of crimes. You're like, yes, those crimes are bad. Mm-hmm. Those should be prosecuted. However, there's a whole bunch of crimes that are not on your list. Yeah, a bunch of bad crimes. Yes. <laughs> not Kidnapping on the list. and like second degree murder. Mm-hmm. Like big, big stuff that My- like, eh, we can't hold them. Yeah, I have a lot of friends and family and not politically uh, engrossed like we are that were sending me this information. Like, can you believe this? Is yeah. this? Can we live here still? This is super dangerous. And I, It's amazing, though, because it doesn't seem to have moved the needle as far as voters go. No. And I that that's a different subject that we can talk about at a different time. The but, apathy of? Well, the way that Illinois is trending. I, there's a lot of reasons for, I think, why that's happening. And part of it is that those who – Illinois is losing population like crazy. The people who are leaving, they tend to be like-minded. They're not liberals. 
They're conservatives. Mm-hmm. I mean, not exclusively. A lot of people leave just for jobs and other reasons. But if you have a choice to leave, the people who are leaving are conservatives. So blue states are getting bluer, red states are getting redder. That's happening. Um, it sucks because those of us who are still here who are voting against these policies now have to deal with them. But the Illinois, not the, not the Illinois Supreme Court, but a court in Illinois sided against the Safety Act. So I'm just kind of catching. I'm sure you know some of this. Yep. Um, but it just applied to the counties who joined the lawsuit. Yes. And they're appealing it at the Illinois Supreme Court. Uh, Kwame Raoul, the attorney general, and J.B. Pritzker, they're pre- appealing this to the Illinois Supreme Court. We don't know how that's going to turn out. Really don't. And if they decide for the counties, well, then I'm sure a whole bunch of other counties, I think 100 out of 102 counties attorneys said we don't want this to take place. So basically the whole state would be nullified, except for, I guess, the counties that wanted to keep it. Probably Cook County is my Mm -hmm. guess, downtown Chicago. Um, So we're in this limbo of waiting to see what happens. Well, in the meantime, in counties where they weren't part of the lawsuit, it still is a law right now while we're waiting for this thing to work its way through. And if the Illinois Supreme Court overturns it, it will be a law. So... My question for you after all of that is just, apparently you have been paying attention, but is this something that concerns you personally outside of what we do for a living, outside of doing conservative talk? Is this something that you think about like, oh, this is actually going to be a problem for me? No, unfortunately. I, as much as, and we know because we're in it and we hear it and I under I I can logically take the steps in my mind to think about how much worse things could get once this law takes place and like yep. the the repercussions of it. But no, because of that word I used earlier, apathy. I just I'm used to it. I roll with it. And yeah, being worn down. Yeah. Yeah, the outrage that we would have over many things. Mm-hmm. It, you can't live life outraged all the time. No, you have to choose your battles. You do, and they're getting so numerous that you go, man. I, I mean, there is a battle taking place on this. That's yes. good. Yeah, but and I would, know. I would stand against it in that battle, and on principle and for the safety of our home. And you did at the ballot box. You did what you exactly. do, and we're here mm-hmm. doing what we do. But um, the reason I ask you that question is because I kind of figured you would answer. No, it's not something that I think about personally when I'm going to bed at night. Oh, the Safety Act is going to really make things hard for me tomorrow. But we know in principle that it will. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm with you because it's not something I go to sleep worrying about. But we know that stories will happen that, that we will be affected by. Mm-hmm. So I bring this story to you. I just wanted to tell it to you because of the the subject itself this was on new year's day or the day after so the thing just went into effect on new year's day 1123 mm-hmm. i have a buddy who is a restaurant manager he <clears throat> um he doesn't own the place but he is is good friends with the people who own it and this isn't anybody like i'm telling it this way because I have multiple friends and people I talk about on this. Old Roy's one of them mm-hmm. who owns a restaurant now and other people that I advertise for and stuff. It's none of those people. 
I'm just telling this to be generic. I think I'm familiar with this story, and I'm glad we're talking about it now because I was on a walk earlier today, and I thought, I want to ask Ryan about this story. Oh, no, really? Yeah, let this unfold. Oh, I want to hear this because I didn't know it made the news. I thought this was just my friend telling me this. Then it might be a different story. Okay. Okay. So he said that uh, they haven't really had any problems recently, but... Every now and then, as in, you know, any restaurant, especially that serves alcohol, which is most restaurants, um, you're going to have somebody who comes in and gets drunk and disorderly. Mm -hmm. And in this case, the person came in and was already drunk. So this was, again, New Year's Day or the day after. I don't remember which. So I said, oh, you kind of watched this guy get drunk. He said, no, the guy was drunk when he came in and was just kind of walking around and wouldn't stay at any sort of table or anything and was bothering people. And I'm trying to paint the picture without, because what you picture is like drunk kind of hillbilly guy. It was not that. It was more like drunk kind of flamboyant guy. Okay. And young and very much like kind of flaunting sexuality, like almost like he was hitting on everyone but no one. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, just feeling himself. Just kind of, yeah, yeah, like was just putting himself out there, <laughs> right. but but was deliberately being annoying to everybody. And there's no rule that says you can't walk around a little bit. I mean, this isn't like a sit down restaurant. It's a, you know, there's a bar. And so it's, it, it's not like he's doing anything technically wrong, but he was very annoying. And so when you're on that line, you're like, I don't know if I can call the police over some guy being annoying. But he's right there. So what they did was they they found out that he was somebody they knew knew him. So they texted the guy that knew him and said, because I think the guy was maybe come home for the buddy. holidays, something like that. Um, hey, yeah, come get your buddy. Well, the person did, came and got him, said, oh, I know, he's, he's probably wasted or whatever. Came and got him, took him home. Great. That ended very well for them. Nobody had to get involved, no police. Well, apparently after the guy left the the restaurant, he was really mad at his buddy for coming and getting him and was threatening to beat him up and, you know, stuff that happens. Well, then he actually did get disorderly, and I don't know exactly who he started beating up, but it was somebody either in his friend group or his extended family that he starts beating on. And they, they, they had to call the police. This was after he left the restaurant, but my this buddy... is not the story I was thinking. Okay, of. so the guy uh, is beaten up on somebody. Police are called. They bring him in. They set his bail pretty high, something that he would not have been able to do, something like fifty thousand dollars or something. But no bail, no cash bail. So they set his bail and then immediately had to let him go. What's the point of even setting a bail then? I don't know if maybe they're waiting for this court case, like they're they're keeping the system in place until they know or what. So I don't know. It's a clerical thing. Maybe right now. And, and maybe they will continue to do it forever. So they bring this guy in because he's drunk and yeah. hammering on people. Yes. yes. And they put him in a cell. They say, your bail's set to 50K or whatever it yeah. is. And then they say... Just kidding, go home. Well, I think they say, here's your bail, although we have no right to enforce it, so you can do what you want. In other words, bye. Bye. Yeah. So they may always set a bail and just say, here is your bail. If you choose it, this would wipe your record clean. So as long as you're sober enough to know what they're saying to you, you could, in theory, just walk out. Yeah, and, and he did. So this guy leaves, 
and is it's completely unenforced. You can't keep him. He's still completely drunk and super mad. Goes back to the person he was beaten on, hits him against the ground, and like breaks some sort of bone up here, a rib or collar, something in the chest. Breaks, and he's an, he's an older guy, and the guy's in, in bad shape now. Ah, oh. This is... I mean, we're talking here the first week of the month. Mm -hmm. This already is bearing that stuff out. That guy, that older guy, would not have had broken bones in his chest had Had there just been a bail system. Mm -hmm. So we're already seeing the fruit of these things in Illinois. And apparently you saw a story, too. I mean, that was No, I was talking about a shooting at a local. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. There was a shooting at Sloan's in Collinsville. Oh, over the I holiday, do know that story. And I story. wanted to talk to you about that just to see if you had any dirt on it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? No, it, I, I did hear that story, but I don't have any more information than you do. Okay. Yeah, it, I just wanted to bring it up because when I heard that, I'm like, this just happened. Th- this is already happening. Mm-hmm. And it's it's those little things that and you go. And that's a drunken, disorderly guy yeah, wailing on his friends. Can you imagine a, a kidnapper exactly. or a second degree murderer? <laughs> you know? Well, what the problem is, what we're going to see more of is this kind of stuff. It's not necessarily kidnappings because that how often is that? It's not the that, big stuff. Yeah. I mean, those are the things you hear and you go, oh, man, that really opens your eyes. If you said going into the election, you're going to have a lot more drunken disorderlies. You'd go, well, I mean, whatever. But this is how that plays out. Yeah. And you have a lot more problems because of it. And everybody knew it. Everybody knew that this was going to be a problem. And they're not doing anything about it. In fact, they're fighting to keep it. In the face of even Democrat attorneys saying, don't do this. You're going to kill us. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't we can't prosecute crime if you don't hold people for this stuff. That's the whole reason you do it, is to get through. And I think that's a great example of why this law is going to be a problem, is because you can't hold people while they're in that moment and say, hey, calm down, sober up, and then yeah, you Yeah, because you, they were forced to let this guy go. Yep. And in the moment, in the moment, and it's unfortunate that he went and hurt somebody he knows, but he could have gotten in a car yes. and killed somebody. He could, well, could yeah, have been, this is the state that's going. It could have even been worse. We need to we need to crack down on gun crime. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what's going to happen? Crazy boyfriend's going to get right back out of jail, and he's going to go get his gun. And you're going to hear a lot more of this stuff. Yeah, and it's going to be because of these lawmakers that will not take any responsibility for it. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It is very sad. We'll leave on that note. Or we'll take a break. We're not leaving. We'll come right back. This is Wiggins America. I'm no conspiracy theorist now. I'm a conspiracy realist. They're not theories anymore when they come true, right? So I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Uh, But this is one that I've just seen around for so long. And maybe you are all on this train. And maybe you're not. And you're like me. But you've seen a lot about it. You're not really sure what to think about it. But the Bill Gates Foundation. This guy obviously is mega wealthy. He got famous for Windows and then stayed famous just for being rich. He's, yeah, what you know, Bill, you know who Bill Gates. I don't have to explain Bill Gates, but he has this thing called the Gates Foundation that gets a lot of scrutiny and started getting a lot of scrutiny because of the weird timings of him getting involved in medicine and vaccines right before this pandemic stuff was laid out and. The weirdness of them doing, I think he was involved in some of these um, practices for pandemics, you know, right before the actual pandemic happened. And it's just weird. Now, he may 
be just going about business, going, man, there's a lot of money in medicine, and his wonderfully philanthropic heart just wants to help people. That would be really great if that were true. The other thing is that his land acquisitions, you see a lot about this. He's buying up all this rural land and people are conspiring and saying, well, he wants to control the food and all this. Some of this stuff I don't even think is close to the mark. All of the rich people who are buying up property right now in rural who knows where. <laughs> I was going to say BFE, but I won't. Um, that's that's good business because in the midst of realizing, I mean, it was already moving this way, but the pandemic just accelerated it like it did so many other things. People aren't working from work as much as they used to, and they were going to continue to not. And then all of a sudden, boom, wow, nobody's working from work anymore. So all of this rural land becomes much more um, attractive because you don't have to work from your work anymore. You can go out to the mountains of western South Dakota, the Black Hills, and wake up and breathe nice clean air in June, not have any bugs, go to a coffee shop and work from there if you're rich enough. Now, not m- most people aren't rich enough to do that, but the mega wealthy realize that the somewhat wealthy are rich enough to do that. So they're buying up all this land as an investment. That, to me, is just solid business. And I get why even other nations are wanting to do this. America is still the place to do business, okay? So I don't really <clears throat> believe in that conspiracy as much. I'm not saying there's nothing there. But this one about the medicine, that one's interesting. And that actually brings us to today's Tale from the Dark Side. There is, unseen by most, an underworld. A place that is just as real, but not as brightly lit. A dark side. Now, if you're Bill Gates and you know about the criticisms of what you're doing, do you just continue to press on and not address any of the criticisms and say things like this? Well, the Gates Foundation has partnered with Diffid on a great number of things, and uh, among those are our work we do together on livestock, uh, helping animals survive uh, either by having vaccines or better genetics. Uh, helping them be more productive. It's making a big difference. Yeah, they want to vaccinate and maybe even change the genetics of animals, livestock. Now, I'm not so stupid as to say that we're not benefiting from that right now. Scientific advancement has made our animals more hefty, more, more, uh, more meaty, juicier. They produce faster. All these things, the chicken that you eat is basically the same one chicken over and over and over because they've been so genetically, not modified necessarily, but genetically um, whittled down to just these chickens with these giant chicken breasts and wings and they, they produce fast. That's all to the benefit of us who like eating animals. I get that. That's great. I want more meat. I don't want to eat bugs. I want to eat meat. I don't even want to eat asparagus so much. I want to eat meat. Even though I like asparagus, give me some root vegetables and, and some meat, and I'll be happy. That's, that's the balanced meal that I'll take. And, of course, tons and tons of gummy bears. But I digress. Bill Gates seems to exist in a vacuum where he has no clue what people are saying about him. Because if you're getting tons of criticism about your medical plans for the world and people are really suspicious of you, 
one of the things that you do <clears throat> is you address those suspicions pretty much every time you're out. Because if you're addressing them and saying, look, that's not true because blank, then people like me who are kind of on the fence about him will hear that and go, okay, I can, I can go along with that if it's true. But he, it's like he never does. He and all these World Economic Forum people, they exist in, a, in such a bubble that I don't know if maybe they only talk to each other. They've got to have the internet. They've got to see that people are out there saying this, although so much of it is censored, and maybe they're helping censor it. Maybe that's part of the problem is that they're the elite who are talking to the elite, and they decided up until this Twitter purchase by Elon Musk, here's what we're going to censor. It's information about us. I very much believe that is possible. That's not even conspiracy theory. Again, back to the beginning of the segment, that's conspiracy fact, that that stuff has been censored. And medical information is still censored everywhere, including maybe even Twitter, but it's getting better. So that's today's tale from the dark side, simply to point out that Bill Gates and all these people, Bill Gates is just one of the most well-known names. There's other people, these Schwabs and these whoever's, that... They, they're not as, as much household names, but they're doing the same thing. They're mega wealthy and they're doing the same thing. And they must just run in circles that are either completely oblivious to the average person's criticisms of them, or they are, they understand what they are and they don't care because they say, we're so in control that we can actually control the messaging and we're going to blow right through it. We're going to bulldoze right through that messaging and not let anybody ever say anything bad about us in the mainstream. That said... Now we turn our attention to one of my favorite topics, Last Person on Earth movies. The Last. Where is everybody? The Last. last. It's not the end of the world. There's all the time I need and all the time I want. The Last Person on Earth. I miss the noise, you know? I thought I was going to be alone again. There's time now. How does a Last Person on Earth movie fit into this topic? I don't really need to draw those lines, do I? I'm just telling you now. You, you can draw those lines if you want to. I'm just telling you that I love Last Person on Earth movies. And I have created such a huge list of them. If you've never listened to Wiggins America before, you've probably never heard me say how many movies. I've spent years, probably a decade, as a hobby on the side, looking up every single movie, TV show, or even scene there within that fits into one of three categories. One, you're the last person on Earth. Two, you are, that's A. B, you're the last person in general, so it may not even be Earth. Or C, you're in an empty environment that should be populated, like an empty city, but it could be other places too. So A, B, and C. This movie I picked because of the title, because we're talking about animals, Although it doesn't really have much of an animal angle. I just I figured I could either do 12 monkeys, which everybody's seen, or I could do this one, which very few people have seen. So I figured you can go watch 12 monkeys on your own, realize how good of a movie that is, and then come back and watch Raccoon Valley from 2018. It's not very old. It is a great movie for the budget. So this is a low-budget movie. So if you go into it with that understanding that this is not a big-budget movie, big Hollywood movie, it's really, really good. Here's the premise. A deaf woman is trapped in her own town due to a virus outbreak <clears throat> caused by a plane full of chemicals crashing into the water supply. This is actually eerily similar to a script I wrote in 2010 and never finished. I'm writing another movie right now. Why? I don't know. See if it gets made. It's fun. Sometimes I just write to write. She faces many challenges due to her disability being deaf. 
and you experience a lot of the world through her. So you're you're almost a little bit deaf in this at times too, which is kind of fun. And then you'll step back out and you'll go, oh, I know something she doesn't. And she gets kind of scared for her. It's a fun movie. And nobody knows that she's stuck there and she's not able to communicate this with all of the deformed, crazy, dead people around her. She has trouble because picture yourself in a zombie movie, but you're deaf. You know, one of the ways that you pick up on a zombie is that you hear it coming because they're terrible at masking their sound. She's deaf. It makes it kind of fun. So there's not a lot of quality, empty city scenes, so that Criteria C that I was talking about, but there's enough. And the spirit of the movie is very, very much a strong last person on Earth movie with her in this town trying to survive. It's called Raccoon Valley from 2018. We are up against the top of the hour. Hope you enjoyed. Well, I hope you enjoy that movie if you watch it. And if not, hope you enjoy the next hour. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.